Welcome to the Social for Brokers podcast with me, your host, Chris Target. This podcast is for mortgage brokers and estate agents who are looking to grow their online presence through social media. I'll share tips, best practices, and useful tools that will help you save time and ultimately expand your business. Welcome to the Social for Brokers podcast. Today, I've got someone who I'm genuinely honoured to have on. Uh, Samantha Sarone. She is a close friend of mine and she was actually my boss and taught me everything I know in a state agency. So the pressure's on with this one. I need to uh, need to make this a good one. So Sam Sarone has been in a state agency for over 16 years now, um, worked for the big corporate companies, worked for an independent, and now she's set up on her own and is absolutely smashing it. Her company is aptly named Samantha Sarone Bespoke Estate Agents, which is powered by EXP. And Sam prides herself on handling the sale of the property from the very first valuation or the very first viewing to the day that she hands over the keys. And you'll hear it in her voice when she talks about a state agency. It's something she's so passionate about and, and loves it. And I've seen it firsthand for the last six years that we've worked together. Sam took the leap in summer of 2020 to go it alone. And she says herself she's still waiting for the bubble to burst. That's right, Sam. Still on cloud nine yet, but it never actually comes. And personally, and anybody that knows her, it's because she is a phenomenal estate agent. So the bubble will never burst, I promise you. It's amazing to see Sam get the just rewards because this woman never gives up on anything. And anyone listening to this will will know that deep down. So Sam, this is going to sound really formal, but welcome to the podcast. (laughs) Happy me. (laughs) No, I am. Sam's a very close friend of mine and it's it's lovely to have her on here and I, I really want to get into how the business has been going, how you've grown it and uh, what you love about estate agency really. So I like to start it before you was an estate agent. What did you uh, what did you do before you was an estate agent, Sam? Oh, Chris, um, not probably what everybody wants to hear when they've got kids. Um, but <laughs> I, I left school really not knowing what to do, probably didn't have the best education um so I kind of just went and did what a load of girls did at the time which was um hairdressing and beauty um so it was good I loved being with the clients I loved gossiping with them um and I did hairdressing for about three years I dropped beauty after a year and stuck with the hairdressing um and alongside college I got um a job in the local area where I work um and yeah was there for three years so yeah, hairdresser for a good three years before I went into the estate agency world. And Sam, Sam's got two boys. Do you, do you ever cut their hair? I never actually asked you this, <laughs> especially um, lockdown. Yeah, it's, it's more more so during lockdown, but it's the worst thing ever. They moan, they whinge, <laughs> uh, they a big row. Um, and same with my husband. He wants me to do it, but every time I do it, it's not good enough. So yeah. yeah but would you have anybody cut your hair other than your hairdresser? Um. No, no, <laughs> girls, because you can get away with growing it long. But with boys, when I've got two boys and a husband, it, they need them cut every three to four weeks. <laughs> yeah, we started the podcast, started talking about cutting hair straight away instead of a state agency. <laughs> so um, when did you, what age did you start a state agency then? And where where did your career take you? What did you do? Uh, so um, I actually left the estate and um, I actually left the hairdressers not really knowing what to do. I just got to the point where I was, like this isn't right for me anymore I needed something to challenge me um and I actually went in for a really random interview selling hot tubs um and I don't even know I don't don't know this actually no this is new (laughs) 
Um, God, the amount of years we spoke and you didn't know that. Yeah, I've got a random, random job selling hot tubs and um, I had to go meet the second partner and I just got this really weird vibe, just didn't, didn't like the gentleman that I was dealing with. I would have been a young girl, the age of 19 by myself. Um, so I went and got a really quick job, like data entry. Um, and I did that for about three months. Right. While I was doing data entry, um, I think I was, my husband, who was my boyfriend at the time, I was living with him and his family. And there was an advert in the paper, uh, the good old paper that nobody uses. <laughs> yeah. And there was this big advert in the local paper saying, um, are you ambitious? Are you driven? Um, is, property, is property an interest to you? And all these questions were, um, they just stuck out a mile at me. And I was like, wow, actually, I think I could be quite good at this. As everybody does, Chris, we've done the job for a long time now. And everybody says, oh, I'd be a good estate agent. <laughs> I love to write me all the time. <laughs> yeah, everyone that lives in write move obviously would look, it's going to be an amazing estate agent. Um and as corny as this sounds, um, and I said this, I did a podcast with Ben Moore recently, but um, I loved Sarah Beanie, Property Ladder. <laughs> every Wednesday night it was on and I absolutely loved it. So this advert, just like I was drawn to it. Um, yeah, applied for it. Um, went into a big um, seminar room over in Coventry with about 50 other people. Uh, we had to do... Um, like exercises together and they see how you interact with everybody um then a one-on-one -on -one interview and then I won't bore you anymore but I ended up having a th three more interviews after that um yeah. a couple of people unsure about me and a couple of people really liked me so it was real mixed I was 19 I'd never bought a house before why the hell is this girl going to be any good um and I literally just begged for the job this year literally begged and to this day I don't I don't know if you'd ever ever hear this but uh, my area manager at the time was called David Parker and he was laughing at me in the interview because um my grammar isn't the best hence I've just told you I didn't do very well at school and all I kept choosing in the interview was I'm passionate I'm, I'm passionate I'm really passionate think of any other words think of any other words and he asked me how um can you demonstrate how passionate you are when you want something I said, well, let's put it this way. I booked my driving test when my driving instructor told me not to. <laughs> so, and I was like, no, I want to pass my driving test. And yeah, I just blagged my way through this interview, whether it was just me laughing and joking and my personality come across. But yeah, eventually um, I got the job after about four interviews. Um, and here I am 16 years later, Chris. And that, it was 13 years with Dixon's Countrywide, wasn't it? 13, yeah. Yeah, 13. Rosie literally started off as a negotiator. And I think this is amazing because if anybody is listening that is starting out in the estate agency world, it's completely doable. And you went from negotiator, lister, one of the, I think you agree, one of the youngest managers yeah. of, of like a really successful branch. Yeah. And then Sam hired me six years ago at Northfield in South Birmingham at Dixon's and then went on to Sally Oak. It was the way that you've risen up through, through it it's phenomenal. I just wanted more and more um, from a negotiator. What, the one thing I loved at Countrywide at the time, and I, I can't comment on what they do now, but they had what was called the career path. And I had it in a folder and I had it at the front of my folder and it would be in my bedroom. Um, I'd, I'd tell my boyfriend all about it at the time of where you could go in this career path. And every six months was your target. And it's all, it's all I ever thought about. What you um, work towards. Yeah, I was a bit obsessed over it. And then when you get a promotion then to be a valuer, it wasn't then just a, right, I've got a promotion. It's like, right, I've got a promotion 
and I'm going to be the best at it as well. And I'm going to work my way up being a senior lister, an um, executive lister. And then it's like, right, next one, give me a branch. <laughs> <laughs> and it'll be interesting when we get onto the section where we talk about what you do at the minute, because it's, com- it's so different to what you do now, isn't it? And it'll be interesting to go through that. But sticking to the estate agency bit and starting out, after those 16 years now, what would you say is the best part of being an estate agent? Um, obviously, as corny as it sounds, it's the end result. It's when you give them the keys or you give them that call to say that it's gone through. Um, but Chris, I think I've been quite open with you over the years because whenever we've had new starters, we'd always go around the room, wouldn't we, in a morning meeting and introduce all the staff and what their favourite part about the job was. And I always used to say that um, a sale where you sell it first view in and it flies through in six to eight weeks is brilliant. It's amazing. And if that happened every day on every single sale, we'd all be millionaires. But the best part about the job, Chris, is, believe it or not, when it can go a little bit wrong um, and when the agent, when the owner, sorry, trusts you more than anything that you're going to fix it um, and you fix that problem um, by reassuring your client you get over the problem and that's then when you give them the keys. So you just feel like you've worked for it that little bit more. And I feel like the, the, the client actually appreciates you more than ever. No better feeling is that when somebody phones up on the day of completion and goes, this wouldn't have happened without you. And that's exactly it, where you make the difference of that sale going through or not going through. And it, it's, it's a big thing, isn't it? Like a wedding is one of the biggest days of someone's life. Same with moving. And when they, when you, when they know that, that key in their hand has happened because of you. Um, yeah, that, that that's when I get emotional. <laughs> Actually, thinking about it, you could you'd make a class wedding planner, wouldn't you? Because nobody you'd let nobody say no. You kind of be like, uh, well, to be honest, we uh, we haven't got the pink flowers. We've got yellow ones. Nope, you'll have to go and get some from somewhere. And Sam is the kind of person they'd come back. They'd they'd probably steal them from somewhere else just to make sure they hadn't, they didn't have to see the wrath of Sam if something went wrong. The amount of times I've heard Sam on the phone to solicitors and saying, no, we, we need to make this happen. We get the buyers to phone them. And it, it's, it's been that person that can have so many different things going on, but knowing that you, you will get it sorted. I've never ever seen Sam doubt herself when, when a sale's going through. Oh, bless you. Yeah. I, I don't like anyone telling me no. Yeah, <laughs> that's a Sam thing. Probably more so than ever now. I mean, I don't get paid a bloody penny till it goes through. So, yeah, well, yeah you haven't seen me recently, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> that's perfectly leads me on because I was going to ask, what would you say is the, what's the biggest change for you going from an estate agent that's run by somebody else and being almost being told what to do to ma- managing your own diary and doing your own thing, really? What's the biggest change you've seen? Um, I suppose the figures element has came out of it, which was uh, when I left Countrywide, I remember my area manager saying to me, Sam, you're driven by figures, you're driven by um, targets, you're driven by other branches that potentially might be creeping up behind you and you want to beat them. Um, And I suppose that's all gone. I've got a certain amount that I want to have a target in my own head. Mm -hmm. Um, So now it's more about whereas don't get me wrong, it's always been about the client, but in the back of your head, it's like, well, I've got to report to a manager. I've got to report to a manager on the figures, the results, the exchanges, how many instructions I've put on, how many sales I've done, report back on staff, their development. Yeah. 
go on and on and on. And I suppose the best part about doing it by yourself now is it is fully my way, my time. Um, and it is actually probably more than ever more about the client, Chris. I think that's what's that's the most enjoyable part about it now. Because being a manager in an office, you don't you don't see as many clients as you would do now because a manager wouldn't do viewings or wouldn't normally do listings. No, I mean, definitely at Countrywide, more so than ever, you you end up just managing. You, you know, we've worked together. You were my lister. We had an amazing negotiator. We had an amazing team. And I was supposed the forefront person there just guiding you every day, really. And I always used to say, didn't I, when there's a problem, give me the problem, I'll deal with the problem, and you focus on everything. Um, just removing that figures element that you've got that so is there anything that you particularly miss about um, not being in that office environment at all um I suppose when I get emotionally attached to my clients and the job there are days where things don't go your way um and sometimes you just need Chris we did it with one another you just look at me and you'd know um and someone like yourself um and it's not just you we've had really good other members of staff they'd see it in my face, they'd see it in my voice on the phone and they'd just go make me a cup of tea or something. Yeah, um, you're just having those people around you that know, because in an office, you you see your work colleagues more so than you do your family sometimes. Yeah. So you um, all get used to each other, don't you? The banter as well. But I suppose you just have to keep people close, um, like yourself, like um, the mortgage advisor that we work closely with. Um and you just have to ta- you just have to have the jokes between one another, and yeah. you get voice notes off you having a rant. Yeah. Yeah. Sal and uh, Kate from Redditch Mortgage Advice. She's coming on the podcast next week. It's um, I just get voice notes from them about updates in the market or what's going on on social media because I manage I manage Sam's social media, which we'll talk about shortly. So um, there's all there's always conversations, but it, it's different to being in an office, isn't it? Because yeah. you've got that day to day thing. So what does know what we'll bring in the next few years you never know so what's homeschooling like at the minute then trying to run an estate agency business which is flying let's be honest because sam's quite modest with it it's absolutely motoring how do you do with homeschooling two kids at the minute oh well to be honest chris lockdown three has been um amazing because the schools are doing it for us oh of course yeah forgot about that my eldest the only thing that i'm struggling with with my eldest is he's robbed my study um, so at the moment he's robbed um, and then my youngest he um, has just started having Zoom lessons so he has about four a day so it's it's took the pressure off me but I'm not going to lie even I struggle with the, the questions sometimes so when I struggle um, <laughs> I have pens and colourings and they can draw pictures it's great everybody's become much more understanding haven't they I think as, as customers people have realised that you can't can't have this perfect life of running the perfect business if you're trying to run a family home as well during lockdown. Yeah, and I think clients have been more understanding than ever. I think like it's becoming the norm, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So being in lockdown, everybody's on one thing, well, two things, either Netflix or social media. They're the two constants at the minute, aren't they? What would, well, how important do you think it is for businesses to be on social media? Oh, God, Chris, I've always been led by you on this one. Um, I've always loved social media myself, always. Um, I've always been very much like I'll only post positive stuff or if it's going to be negative, it'll be followed by a positive. Um, But when we worked at The Independent together, I was gobsmacked of how social media can influence your business. Um, And I suppose 
during the first lockdown, it's where I started putting pen to paper and getting ideas and thinking, right, well, if I was ever to have my own business, how would I want my social media to look? And how do I want to connect with my audience and, and stuff? So I just think it's the biggest part out there at the moment, Chris. I think it's where you can stand out amongst the rest. And you do something that we've spoken about for ages is you're quite personal on social media. And when I say personal, it's we're going to speak about videos in a minute because it's a big thing, but personal down down to the point of you're uploading photos of your dog. Do you know what I mean? You, you're, you're talking about, um, you uploaded something the other day about running the London Marathon four years ago. And that sometimes people might think that might not actually belong on an estate agent's page, but you're trying to get people to know you as a person rather than this faceless company, aren't you? Yeah, I think the thing is, Chris, is us estate agents haven't got the best reputation or we haven't over the last 15 years. And I suppose what I want to do more than anything is is change people's opinions on estate agents or at least come into contact with me and say, wow, she was one of the best estate agents out there. And you have to do that by showing you as a real person, if that makes sense. And that you're not just somebody in a suit or, or a smartly dressed um, and who's going to manipulate you into buying a house. Um, it's yeah. just it is normal that actually loves their job and, and um, we're going to have a bit of fun along the way because we're all normal people. Yeah. And that's what you get across very well. And it's not just by video. It is like, like I said, by the London Marathon Post. What do, do you find people make those comments when, you, when you're on appointments? Do they talk about your social media or if they've seen it in the past? Yeah, I suppose the last three months, um, a good 40 to 50 percent of my leads are coming through from social media now, Greece. Um, and literally just before I come on the podcast, somebody's just tagged one of my videos, tagged a friend in and said, check this estate agent out. And that's when, you know, something's working. Um, I think I've openly said to you before, I think I'm on my third phone call over the last month or so where somebody's rang me and said can you put my house on the market can you do one of those videos that you do where you're in it can can you do one of them for me um i want to talk through these videos actually there's two things i want to speak about first one is the property videos so yeah. what sam well talk talk me through what your marketing involves sam um it will be professional photos it will not be done off my phone um the only time it will be done off my phone is if it's just a little sneak peek to go on facebook so these are properties going up for sale aren't they yeah, these are properties going up for sale and then when they are ready to go live it i've got um two main photographers that i work with one that does just photos um and then another gentleman that does photos but will also do a video tour of the house um, and it's not one of these Google ones where you click around to try and see the house. It's a full on video where you get a real good feel for the, the actual house itself. Um, and with the owner's permission, um, I've just started and taken a big leap of faith and getting in the video myself. Uh <laughs> so when Sam talks about these videos, it might be, and this is great for a state agent listening, it might be Sam sat on the sofa with a cup of tea talking about how you could vision yourself living in the living in the house this is what you do on your viewings isn't it you try and get people and it's sam always taught me this as a negotiator a viewing shouldn't just be open the door and let them walk around no. it's it's all about you well tell us what what do you do on a viewing yes yeah, so um before the viewing takes place i'll try and find out as much information about that person viewing as possible um now not everybody will talk to you um but a good 80 percent of people will and then there'll be three points that I look for of what's most important to them. And that could be that they've got 
they've just started working from home, so they need a study area. Um, could be that they've got three children. They've got to somehow work out the bedrooms, uh, location. God, you could go on forever. But I'll use those two, three points then to conduct the viewing around what's important to them. Because every person that walks through the door, Chris, will have a different need, opinion, and a different want. Yeah. You can't do the same viewing tour that you would do with Joe Bloggs to Mr. James, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's it's what I've always been taught and the best way to run run a viewing, I think. Sorry, that's going away from social media, but I just thought it'd be interesting to to touch on that. No, but going back to social media, that is the whole point of a video tour is... For somebody to watch that video tour and have a few little pointers from me directing it, saying this is how you could this is how you could work, and it is it's all about visualizing themselves living there. Yeah, and then I want to talk about a story um, that yeah. happened quite recently, hasn't it? Where you tried to turn the bath tap on. <laughs> so the owner of this property, um, she is oh god, her bathroom is her world. She just spent ten thousand pound on this bathroom, bless her. Um, and the, it had all lights in, jacuzzi. So she was like, right, Sam, for the video, can we have the jacuzzi on? Can we have the tap running? Like, yeah, no worries. But the videographer was like, right, the noise in the background, how are we going to work it? So we had it all on and he said, right, what we're going to do is we're going to come in. We're going to come in from the bedroom. We're going to angle into the bathroom. And as I'm angling in, you're going to turn off the tap. So obviously, as I turn off the tap, I do it the wrong way. And I so then the flipping shower. It, <laughs> My right, my right arm, seriously. <laughs> so it does happen, guys. If you're trying to do, if you look at Sam's professional videos, just remember behind the scenes, there are things that go wrong in the background. <laughs> yeah, do me a blooper one soon. I swear, I think he needs to <laughs> stop on my feet like I'm a ch- little child, but I get it all wrong. <laughs> now we spoke about videos for for years, didn't we? About how they can be benefit beneficial on social media and. Being honest, you were quite hesitant to do them at first, weren't you? Oh, extremely hesitant. Um, obviously, I've talked about school a few times, but my, my grammar just isn't the best. So I worry about um, saying the right thing. You, Chris, come on, you know I can get my words muddled up. <laughs> <laughs> Sam used to have these things that we used to call Samisms, which were kind of sayings that Sam would get the wrong way around. So it would be kind of, we've got a few hurdles to jump through or it's all water under the bus. But that's, people love dealing with Sam because you just, it's just genuine, isn't it? There's no, there's no front to you, which estate agents can have a bad name for. Cool. And I think that was why I was probably the most scared about getting behind the camera is my vocab. Do I sound really brummy? Um, and you also know as a personal friend, Chris, that I've never liked my teeth. Um, as silly as it sounds, I don't want to go into glamour and all of that, but um, obviously I had a brace, didn't I, a couple of years ago. And I always said to you, once these braces are off, well, even when my braces were on and I started getting more straight teeth, I said, I promise you I'll get more confident. And, it, and I did. Smashing it. And you, Sam's, from a point where we spoke about doing videos and you were like, no, I'm not doing them. Sam, you wouldn't even have a photo with a vendor handing over keys, would you? As now, Sam will go in the car and go, right, I'm going to do a quick video about an update on stamp duty. And you'll just upload it upload it straight to Facebook. And this is what I think is very important, that these videos, yes, you've got the polished content of the house tour and it's a really beautiful house and it's all staged. But the ones that you're, when you're sat in the car doing a video about stamp duty, they're normally the ones that get the best reaction, aren't they? Yeah, and I was only looking uh, the other day on some of my ones that have had the most uh, views. And there was one, it was a seven minute video and I 
God, Chris, one, it was quite scary. Once I started putting the camera up, before you know it, I'm like, bloody hell, I've done seven, eight minutes here. You can't shut me up. <laughs> um, but this one video, I think I'd had like a really dramatic week. I'd had like a house that went 20 grand over the asking price, but it was both my vendors that had sold with me both wanted this house. Right. Um, I was having like a sleepless night. Um thinking, God, how am I going to deliver the bad news? I can't do this. And that annoying saying, like, it's if it's not meant to be, it's not meant to be. So I did a video literally just talking out loud, like I do when I drive. I talk to myself. I've got loads of stuff going on in my head. And the, the comments that were coming through, like the one lady that had missed out on this house, just put a heart on the comment. Um, means the world, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. and uh, bear in mind, she's the one who missed that. And I said to her, if you're watching, you know who you are. I'm ever so sorry. That phone call was horrible to make. It it took me like an hour to pluck up the courage to ring you. And then I think I just started talking about um, don't play the game, regardless whether you're viewing or buying a house with me or any other agent. Do not play the game. It it backfires on you. It annoys estate agents. (laughs) Yeah, I just literally couldn't stop. And that's one one of the ones where I've had the most views. It's mad. Yeah, yeah. just comment on that. You, you might not have somebody interact with that video with like a like, comment or share. But when you've sat in somebody's house, I bet you somebody said, oh, I saw your video about so-and-so. Yeah. yeah. Well, somebody said, oh, I've seen your video on stamp duty. Okay. <laughs> you probably never heard of that person because they haven't liked the video, but it doesn't mean they haven't, they haven't watched it. That's obviously a big win for you. We've created your brand as well. So the brand's very recognisable with your mint green colour, which is huge for people, which I harp on about. But you've got like nearly 1,500 likes on the page, haven't you already? Oh, yeah. It's like uh, 1,418. I'm on the so that When we first set it up, you know what I'm saying about how Sam just goes after something. Sam's Facebook personal account got blocked for a few days because she tried to invite too many people to like the page. So Sam took it upon herself and was like, I'm making this the biggest page. The other thing that you do really well, I think you do it without even thinking, is supporting local businesses. Yeah. And well, how have you done that over the last? You've guided me on it. Um, obviously, I've got to believe in it, but you've, I think more so than ever, Chris, um, you used to talk to me about stuff like this, but it wasn't until I set up by myself and probably locked down where I find that um, local want to support local more than ever. Um, And when I went live, it was extremely overwhelming with the amount of private messages I was receiving from, I don't know, just um, other mortgage advisors, other solicitors, local businesses, hairdressers. I think I did a a post about I'm out canvassing. Like three hairdressers messaged me, come and drop your leaflets in at ours. Oh, really? Yeah, so, yeah, so now I'll be... On all the recommendations posts, I always put two or three up of everybody out there. Um, recently, did a competition before Christmas with a local butcher. That was amazing. Um, <laughs> talk us through that and talk us how, what the video looked like. Um, so it got to the day where I had to um, do the draw. And I think on one of my previous uh, competitions, it was only a little one. I got my little boy to draw, to draw out the winner. And I thought, oh, I could get my other son to do this one. And I, I don't know what it was, but it just dawned on me. And I thought, well, actually, who better to draw the winner out than actually the butcher himself? So it was like a voucher for a butcher's, wasn't it? Yeah, so there was, um, yeah, it was a £150 hamper for Christmas, so £50 Morrison's to get your alcohol, £50 for the butcher's, and £50 for, like, a veg place. 
Um, so I thought, right, I messaged him. He'd never met me in his entire life, but I said, I think before we went live on the competition, I told him about it mm. on some messages. And I just said, look, are you okay for coming over? And we just have a quick two minute video just to draw the winner. So, oh yeah, sound, no problem. Um, anyway, Chris, I've rocked up. <laughs> and obviously I'm common as well. I'm down to earth. And um, he obviously knew who I was. He was like, oh, hi, how are you? Da, da, da. I said, right, go and get me one of them gowns. <laughs> a butcher's gown. <laughs> what you want to I said, well, I'm going to get in the video with you. And I need a, I need a one of them gowns, don't I? He said, they've got blood all on them. I said, we can go and find a clean one. Come on. Get me. <laughs> so we went and got me this gown and a visor. Honestly, I looked hilarious. I'm um, going to put a link of this video <laughs> in, the, in the podcast notes. I'm going to put the video. Go and have a look at it. This is how you win on social media. But the problem is, he's like about six foot and I'm only five foot. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have to stand on a box or something? No, no. Um, um, I think somebody was videoing from his staff, bless him. And then somebody started ringing me, drawing it, didn't they? So then we had to start again. But yeah, he turned around to me and went, I was expecting some posh bird to turn up here. So what are you trying to say? <laughs> Like, I've always looked smart, but obviously, since my mouth opened, I'm coming as muck, and I? <laughs> but that video just shows that you're supporting local. If I think if you're starting out in a state agency, that is a big thing at the minute. It's it's the support yeah. local movement, and it should be. It's not as if it's a way to win on social media. It's what we all should be doing with local companies. We should be supporting yeah, them. i to somebody as well, and it's just quite scary how just that – that one connection's already passed me somebody that was worth two and a half grand. It's mad. Yeah. Like social media, people think, oh, it can make you reach all over the world. Whereas actually, you just want it to reach within a 20-mile radius of where you live. Yeah, that's all I want. That's all yeah. I want. Exactly Especially a local estate agent. Yeah. So videos, you're more comfortable at doing them now. What would yeah. be your top tip for somebody that's never done a video before? Um. Well, we're working like this with Kate at the moment, aren't we? On the mortgages, um, just got to do it. I think the the first time I did my introduction video, I think it took me about an hour and a half. Um, I got an outfit on, I did my makeup. Um, right now you'll just jump on her. Oh god, yeah. And I, I think you've seen anyone that follows my Facebook page. I've got ones in my joggers and my t-shirt at the end of a Friday night. It's more relatable, isn't it, to people? exactly what it is Chris but yeah I suppose I suppose the only thing that I'd just say is you've just got to do it you've got to get the first one out there and I think once that first one's out there Chris then the next just start probably by the 10th one I was just so comfortable I actually was showing my little boy that um look at my first video and you can see how like red I am in the face all right and how probably like my shoulders are quite and tight and how you can see it's a little bit scripted because I must have said the same thing over and over and over again. Yet now it's just like I'm smiling, I'm laughing. It's it's just more me. Yeah, it's just more personal, isn't it? Yeah, anyone, um, it'll be the best thing you ever do if you really want to be different to the other agents out there. So you've literally just, you've just got to do it. You've got to get that first one out there. That first one. And, and that side of it you can do, but the kind of the branded content, which is what you and I work on how important is it to outsource that side of the business to people what do you mean so social media you can do your own post you can do your own videos but we we talk about having a mix of this branded content yeah how important is it to get somebody that knows social media on board to start with 
Oh, Chris, it's like literally without you, I wouldn't be able to have the whole concept of how I want the image to look. I mean, I'm not pushing myself here at all, but I think it's quite important for people to realise that, yes, you need an understanding of that social media, but you need that professional stuff to make sure it's not just all videos of you in your car. And, and that's exactly it, Chris. So I think we have like a balance of um, three posts a week, which is professional artwork that, that, that just looks amazing. Um, and then I'll do the property stuff in between. And the balance, I think, works well. Um, I don't know. It's obviously my view on it, but I think I think you just get bored looking after property, 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 property. You, our posts are about like what makes me different to any other agent. Um, and I suppose that's where you use that artwork and that's where you use the professional in the background to get that that um, that message across. Because it, it's so easy to use Facebook like Rightmove. But let's be honest, not many people go to Facebook to find a house. They'll go to Rightmove literally hit the nail on the head um facebook is about sharing success stories with one another and people want to know what's going on with in others lives and everything can um you've well you've just hit the nail on the head right moves for properties so it's just finding a balance of both isn't it and the, the one big thing that sam and i worked on especially with you is is adapting like a specific color isn't it yes. it's make it so sam's branding is like a navy blue and a mint green and white and it's really fresh. And we decided on that colour because that's you. It's fresh. It's dynamic. It's new. But now, if you look in Redditch on social media and you see a mint green colour, you know it's Sam. You don't even have to look at the post, you know. And that's what people have picked up on. And your boards help with that as well, don't they? Oh, the, the, um, the feedback that I've had on the branding is just phenomenal. It's just there's nothing like like it out there at the moment. Um, and I've, I've noticed that a few like corporates local to us they've changed their branding and their boards but mm. again they, I, I don't know I'm going to be biased aren't I mine still stands out yeah because it's it's a, it's a lot softer in terms of the branding but that's you do you know what I mean so it needs to if you if you are going to go down that branding route guys if you are listening and that's what you're going to do you need to make sure that the colors the fonts they need to resonate with you as a person there's no point if you're somebody that's quite formal doing a bright red and bright orange and yellow colored board because it's they're all supposed to be fun and out there and that's if that's not you don't try and create that branding just because you think they're nice colors you've got to pick something that that matches to the way that you approach approach yeah. on social media I suppose, I suppose um suppose it worked really well for me chris with you having worked with me for six years so yeah I have these ideas i throw them at you but i can't put them together um and that's where I'm thankful for, for you and for any of the social media people that are out there. And I think that's where they need to get across that, that across to their clients. Just best to almost stick in your lane, isn't it? You're very good at estate agency. I'm very good at social media, so we can match them up. There might be people out there that um, aren't very good at written content. So you get somebody to write the content for them. So just, I think with, especially with social media, play to your strengths, definitely. One question I always ask is, and especially with you having having kids as well, if somebody came up to you and said, social media is the root of all evil, I need to keep my children off it, what would your response be? Would you agree with it? Well, as in take the children off it. What would you, would you turn around and say, completely disagree with you? Or would you say, look, I agree with you, the kids aren't going on social media? No, I think oh, as much as, 
Oh God, Chris, you threw me there. Um, I've got two boys, um, but I've heard I have heard horror stories about girls being on there, um, and how social media can affect girls. Um, so if I was to have a girl, I might be completely different. But the one thing that I will say is, um, it's out there. It's part of our life, and as long as par- as parents, it's guided in the right way, um, and you monitor it then I think it's I think it's part of life now, Chris. I think you need to learn how to deal with it. Um I think my my eldest is on Instagram and he did a post the once which I wasn't happy about and we spoke about it um and what the consequences are to it. It's something about suicide and he's far too young to understand about suicides. So it's like why why are you posting that? Um and I suppose it's just guiding him through throughout it. Does that make sense? That I think what you've said there it's it's gonna be part of their lives. And it would it'd be very hard to stop. When you put social media away from any child at the moment, they're going to be the odd one out. They're actually going to be the ones that are struggle because it is part of life. But it's it's a new way of parenthood, isn't it? Is managing social media. And they could make a living. Like your your little one, Joey, is is creative of the family. This guy's got a TikTok channel. Do you know what I mean? He's but that could be. Um, you could say he could be a professional TikToker in 10 years' time, and that would be, be a career. Yeah, yeah, as opposed to 10 years ago, you'd have never heard of TikTok. So yeah. you, you you do need to keep up with, like in a state agency, you've got to keep up with the game, and that's with children. They grow up, and things things change. But, yeah, when I was a child, we'd never, I didn't even own a phone, let alone a phone with Facebook and social media yeah, and the exactly. whole world. Yeah. And I think lockdown has made people realize how important social media is going away from um children on social media for businesses it's one of the most important things isn't it you you have to be if you're not on social how else is a restaurant an estate agent or a mortgage broker going to keep in contact with their their potential customers that's exactly it chris i had uh, my eldest come in earlier on when i was um doing some work and he said that some i think some People in their seventies have got famous through dancing on TikTok. Do you, do you know what I mean? That's what it's about. Um, yeah, it, it is. It is the new world, and I'm sure in ten years' time there'll be something else as well, a different form of social media. But as it stands at the moment, it's part of life. We've got to go with it. But as parents, you 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 guide them in the right direction where possible. What's your favourite social media platform at the minute? What? Do uh, you- no, no, personally. Uh, per- personally, um, I, I love Instagram. Um, I love Instagram stories. Um, business-wise, um, Facebook I've, has, has been like my saving grace since I've set up. It's done wonders for me. Um, and we've just set up the Instagram account as well, which yeah. I'm probably seeing that I'm connecting more with local businesses more than ever through Instagram. Mm-hmm. So I suppose every different social media platform's got its own benefit and you just need yeah. to utilise each one to their benefit. I read something or heard something the other day about talking about how Facebook is actually like the positive social media channel at the minute that everybody's rallying around these local businesses. Whereas Instagram has always been perceived as the negative one because of these influencers and it's photoshopped and people leave nasty, vicious comments on there. Um, It's just quite interesting to hear. I don't know if if you'd agree with that, the way that you see it. I suppose when you look at it like that, you can. I I think... um... Yeah, you forget that, like on Instagram, you can people can direct message you, can't they? And yeah, God, yes, yeah. I suppose the celebrities are all over Instagram. They really are. They're all in Dubai, aren't they? That's where they all are. <laughs> yeah. 
So social media, we've done with social media. It's been a great thing for you. You've been able to grow the business off there um, and you get lots of leads. You say about 50% of the minute. So guys, it shows that it works. You've got to just get out there with it. Support local, get in touch with local businesses and show your personal side on there. That's what. Posting networking groups as well. That that really helps. Um, and making sure that anyone that comments on your page, that you, you comment back to them. So you have like interaction with them. What do you do? You sit there every night, say half an hour, or do you do it every other day? Oh God, come on, Chris! You know I haven't got no structure in my life. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I do it when, yeah, when I'm sort of probably sat down and the kids have gone to bed. I'll probably scroll through and I'll comment to them all. Try and do it like every few days. And it's nothing. It's nothing massive. It's nothing game changing that you do. It's simply like a like and a comment saying, "Oh, thanks very much." Exactly. Yeah. And if it's somebody that I've dealt with previously, it'll be like, oh, I hope, hope the house is coming along well. Or, um, but the other thing is as well, like I, that's why I said I like Instagram for my privacy because I've got a separate Facebook now has just become all about work. So anything I put on Facebook now is work related or loads of clients have become friends on Facebook. Yeah. Um, Instagram is where I won't have my private one where I won't have clients as friends. Um, if, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, it could just be that. Um, do you remember Brian that sold over with us in Brock Hill? Yeah, we'll give Brian and Ian a shout out actually because they're, they're, they're amazing. <laughs> they're lovely, lovely couple. They are, and they're constantly like. Obviously, Facebook is 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 like their world to them. I'm always seeing stuff about his mom, his dogs, his health, yeah. their wedding, lockdown. So the comment will always be like loving your pictures of the dog recently or I hope your mum's okay um, and that's how the comments so that he knows that I've always been taking an interest in him yeah yeah and that's it might be that you respond to 20 comments on a night but that one comment to Mike Smith might make the whole world a difference to that person thinking actually the business owner has replied to me directly and that's exactly it. that's where your personal service comes in that you remember your clients as well exactly. not just once you've given them that key, I mean, God, Brian and that, what, were two years ago? Yeah. The loveliest comment on our recommendation post the other day that we did. It was amazing. Yeah. Well, I'll send him the link after this. <laughs> Sorry, it's getting a bit personal, this is the podcast. <laughs> so I like to ask the strategy question and ask this to everybody. So we're going to pretend that you've moved to the north of Scotland and you've got a laptop, a mobile phone and an internet connection. What's the first few things you do to get valuations and get an estate agency business off the ground? Oh, uh, God. So you'd set up your, I suppose you'd set up like your social media accounts and the first things first, you'd have like a video introducing yourself of okay. um, what you do, um, where you're from, how you visualise the business. I think it's good for clients to see how you want the business to run um, and how you do with clients. Um, and then I suppose it's literally getting out there. And I mean, we spoke about it is talking to all the businesses. Because if you're not going to know anybody, um, you need obviously prior lockdown or after lockdown. Yeah. Um, you'd be in that coffee shop. You'd be going into every single coffee shop. talking. You'd to physically, physically walk up the high street and go and see everybody. Two or three a day and go and introduce yourself to everybody. Even the fish and chip shop, anything. Yeah. You just literally got to get out there and talk to people. Talk to them about their business. I think this is where it, where people can go wrong. You'd go in there and you'd be like, hi, I'm Sam, I do this, I do that. And you talk 10, 15 minutes of yourself. Well, who wants to hear about yourself? 
So actually just get out there and just get to know the people first um, get to know about them, their business, how they've got it going. Um, and that's then when you slowly introduce yourself. So that, so you go and physically go and see everybody, probably add them on socials as well. Would, yep, start following them. Um, what videos would you do? Because it'd be good for maybe somebody that's setting up. And you spoke about this because you went to Cornwall, didn't you? And you thought, if I landed here and I didn't know anybody, what would I do? Uh, it was over Christmas. Uh, Chris, I needed to get away and have a break. Um, and obviously phone was switched off and everything. I thought to myself, God, how nice would it be to just move to Cornwall? Um and that exact process went through your head. And I think Christmas Eve, we went down for a walk on the beach. We just got speaking to people. Um, Did you? Yeah, yeah. Um, then you just, like, when, like, 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 we've got a dog instantly. It's the easiest icebreaker when you talk to somebody with a dog. Before you know it, you've talked to them for 15, 20 minutes and you know their life story. <laughs> then you go to the local pub. Then you go to the little stalls that are out and about on the roads. Um, yeah, I suppose just confidence and talk to people. So if so, if you've got the mobile phone, the internet, the laptop, sell the laptop, buy a dog, and start walking the dog. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm not even kidding. I've won an instruction before from walking the dog. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. What, what happened? That was through a friend of a friend. That was the local part, Sanders. Otis was like a puppy back then. It's when I was just setting up, um, I think we must have talked for about 15, 20 minutes puppies dogs what do you do she was in lockdown she'd gone being put on furlough oh I've just been asked to leave my job as mutual agreement this is what I've done this is what I've set up uh, exchange numbers and about two months later a lady messaged me oh, I've been giving you number by so and so you met each other in the park yeah God, crazy isn't it you need to get like um you know, like Otis wears, say if he's wearing like a jumper or something, you need to get like a Samantha Saran bespoke, a knitted jumper for the dog. I'm waiting to do the football team as well when they need a new kit. That will be that. And, and my little boy has the mascot one um, and then I'll get the dog one. I'll get Otis one. <laughs> yeah, I suppose because Sam's boys, well, Leo plays football, doesn't he? Very at a, a great level. So I suppose he's missing it as well, isn't he? Yeah, very much. No, that's awesome, Sam. It's... Um, I, I, that really gives me an insight into if somebody is starting out, going out and physically seeing people, because there's only so much you can do on social media. I talk about it all the time, but that physical interaction does make a huge difference, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does. I mean, I have, it's a hard question to answer, Chris, because I've I've never been in that situation. I've When I set up by myself, I've, the areas I'm covering is areas that I've covered for the last 15 years. So yeah. It's a, it's a good question to ask, and it's probably even something that I'd have to put more thought into, especially if I ever did want to move away. Yeah, don't move to Cornwall. You'll start all again after you've built such a good business here. Yeah. Right, so to tie up the podcast, I asked you before beforehand um, a charity that's close to your heart. Every guest that I have on, I donate £10 to a charity. Have you got a charity in mind, Sam? Yeah, so there's, um, there's a girl, oh, I think it was a couple of years below me at school, um, she's got a little boy called Fletcher. Um, you'd have to follow his story. I'd have to give you the link for Instagram. Yeah. Uh, he's just been diagnosed with SMA, I believe it is. Okay. Um, so yeah, they're they're raising money. They've bless her. I think she's only just. Um, I think he was diagnosed middle of last year, but she's only just been able to start being able to talk about it herself. Uh, but the 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 support that she's received is just absolutely phenomenal. Again, another big thing, isn't it? Social media is helping these GoFundMe pages been set up. Charities like this where we might not have known about um, this little boy's story before social media. 
exactly it. He's absolutely beautiful as well. He really is from an amazing family. So great. Yeah. I'll donate to them then. That's awesome. Sam, um, it's been amazing. It's been oh. lovely to have a chat. It's didn't know that we went into sell hot tubs. Check I know, them. yeah. <laughs> you learn something new every day. Um, yeah. guys, follow Sam on her social media. She's the kind of person if you send her a message and say if you are setting up an as a state agent, yeah. Sam does some work where she can do some training with people. 16 years experience you're not going to get anybody that's a better estate agent than sam i promise you so reach out to her and she can she can give you a hand wherever you need to go if you've got any questions about estate agents your social media awesome. sam, it's an absolute pleasure and it's, it's an honor to call you a friend thanks sam i really appreciate it Thank you, in a bit. Right, bye So thank you very much for listening. If you feel this podcast brought you any value at all, I'd be extremely grateful if you could leave me a review on the podcast, little five stars, and subscribe to keep you up to date with all future episodes. We can also connect on social, so you can get me on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn, all with the handle Social for Brokers. Look forward to hearing from you and connecting with you all.